Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Beyond the Cover. I'm your host, John Robb. Unfortunately, my co-host, Jeff Ayers, is unable to make it tonight, but that's okay. Uh, we have a great show for you coming up. We're going to be speaking with a good friend and author, Vincent Zandri, who's going to be talking about the girl who wasn't there, along with a lot of other things he's got going on, so stay tuned for that one. I want to remind you that all of our shows are brought to you by Suspense Magazine, so visit suspensemagazine.com for more information. And don't forget our anthology, Nothing Good Happens After Midnight, with Jeffrey Deaver and Linwood Barkley, Reese Bowen, Heather Graham, John Lasquois, amongst others. That is out now, so check that out, Nothing Good Happens After Midnight. Uh, and want to also let you know, we're going to drop this, that coming this October 2021, we're going to have another anthology out with Catherine Coulter called Infinity. So make sure you check out that one. That's going to be a really good one. But without any further ado, we can hear him in the background cooking his spaghetti. Is none other than author Vincent Zandri. So we're going to get him with dinner, which is awesome, because we haven't talked to Vincent in so long. Man, how are you doing? I, I am doing well. Thank you very much. <laughs> and in fact, we haven't talked to him so long that he now is an Indian cooking spaghetti. Oh, you didn't know that I was from Bangladesh? No, I didn't know you were from all the way over there. I mean, oh, we're gonna move. nobody knows that I'm from Bangladesh. No, so you, know you don't, because you don't write about that in your book. Oh, but I am so happy. It is so good. It is so good. <laughs> this, right, is what spaghetti we, does. this is what you before, do when you eat pasta. <laughs> it changes your accent. <laughs> before, we, before we get the hate mail, I shall not do the Indian accent anymore. <laughs> So how you been, man? Oh, I'm dying, John. I'm dying. You're I not had dying. the COVID. I had the COVID. Hey, I had the COVID. The COVID. I know, we all had the COVID. Yeah. I had the COVID. I had the COVID worse than you, though. You did. You had the COVID yeah. like my wife had the COVID, and it ain't no fun. It ain't no fun. It ain't no fun. And, ain't no and fun. I have to admit, like I was a little bit like. You know, I'm invincible, get it? I guess so. You know, like, you know, and I was like, ah, oh, you know, I'm running every day, I'm lifting every day, I'm hitting the heavy bag, like, what can go wrong? So, therefore... COVID. Yeah, yeah. So, therefore, <laughs> right, so, therefore, I'm going to, um, therefore, I'm going to go, like, to all the bars that are possibly open... Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, after 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 I'm writing, you know, like, you know, do the because I, you know, whatever, I can't right. travel, you know, and uh, like, okay, so I go skiing one day, and the next day I'm like with my friend, and she says, uh, "What's wrong with you? You don't look good." And I'm like, "Yeah, I don't feel good." And I'm like, "I think I'll stop at this, the grocery store and get some uh, Nyquil," you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, that night, man, oh, my God, it kicked in like a mother, you know what? Oh, my God. I, I thought, like, my joints were going to fall off. It was crazy. Now, how well, long did, like, did that last for, like, a week or so, or were you out of that symptom pretty fast? It got worse and worse for, like, two weeks, and then oh, I woke up, and it culminated for me, for me anyway. I don't know about Shannon. Mm-hmm. Um but for me, it culminated like I woke up one morning and I, and I was coughing so bad, and I'm like, okay, I'm coughing up blood, and and like I'm like I just want to die. Oh my god! And so god. I talked, I talk, yeah, I talked to my doctor, and she's like, you are not, you're not going to the hospital because um, if you go to the hospital, you're going to die. Essentially, is what she was saying. Oh, and shit. I was like, I don't want to die yet. 
I haven't paid my I haven't paid my cable bill. Yeah. But anyway, uh, um, she was just like, look at, you know what, you're coughing hard and, like, you know, there's shit in the lungs that, you know, like, if you cough too hard, like, whatever. Right. Um, so um, she, like, put me on, like, these steroids and, and a opioid cough medicine. Oh, no. So, like, for, like, after that, like, for two weeks after that, I slept really well. I bet. I bet you did. <laughs> yeah, it was great. It was like, I need a little more of that cough medicine, Yeah, exactly. Man. Uh, that cough medicine really works. <laughs> yeah, and I want some of that cough medicine and, like, maybe a wine. Did it come in a syringe like, form? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, can we play Pink Floyd? Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Yeah, um, it, was, it was great. Yeah. Oh, oh boy. No. Here's a question. Uh, so with any new stories and books that you have coming up, are you going to write COVID into the story at all, like it's happening in the world, or are you just going to leave it alone? Uh, well, dude, you remember back in 2001 when, like, uh, 9-11 happened and all that stuff? I do. And I remember, like, you know, I was at Delacorte at the time, and they were like, nobody writes about 9-11 right now. Okay. You know, and, and in a sense, I could sort of understand it because it was so fresh and it was like, uh, you know, like nobody wants to be reminded of it. But um, right. uh, I've interjected it in a few stories, just interjected it. But but I've also been in a couple anthologies. We've all been in a few anthologies, you know, writing like a COVID story or something like that. But uh, oh. no, I mean, like the stuff I'm writing, you know, and I got like, you know me, like I've got like 18 books in the works or whatever. Always. It, you know, like, um, nah, you know, it's just I'm so – Everything's happening in the future, you know, not, not not like Blade Runner future, but like meaning like, you know, like by the time it comes out, you know, like I, I'm not really writing it into it, anything. I'd say eight like out that. of every ten authors I've asked that to have said they're not going to write about it. Like they just yeah, don't want to write about it. In so, in so many words, that's what I'm trying to say. The only thing yeah. I – the only the – only, the only thing I have been putting my fiction lately is Bitcoin. Okay. So ask yeah. me why I'm, I'm cryptocurrency. Sure. Yeah. So ask me why. Okay. Why? I think Bitcoin is the money of the future, and I I do think that like um it 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 plays a, a role now in 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 like in fiction when they're like, okay, like, we need the ransom. So how are we going to pay it? Pay me in Bitcoin. That's it. Right. Right. That works. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a little on the opposite. I think, I think that governments, with, if they think that that stuff's going to get too big and may, whatever, I think they're going to squash it like South Korea. Oh, they're going to regulate the fuck out of it. Yeah, yeah they're going to regulate the, the hell out of it. And yeah, until yeah. I can use Bitcoin to pay my rent or electric bill, then for me, I view it as just like you're just bartering, you know, autographs or you're bartering comics. Like it's a, it's a commodity that you hope somebody wants that you can sell it to them for the price. And you never know. But, but let me tell you something. Okay. I have like three Bitcoin accounts in different uh, whatevers. And this week alone, I made like 3000 bucks. Oh, well, it's going nuts. My daughter bought yeah. 
My daughter bought that Dodge coin off of Reddit when it was like oh Doji coin. Yeah, 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 yeah Doji yeah. coin. Yeah, when it was like under a penny, and she bought it. And so she said, you know, she goes, ah, she goes, I'm just, well, she said, I'm just going to put a, she goes, I'm just going to put a couple hundred bucks in there and see what happens. Why not? Oh, well, that well, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. Yeah, she took out her investment of the 200 bucks that she put in. She's like, I'm just going to let it go. She goes, I'm going to get like 20 some grand if this thing hits a buck. Sure. <laughs> and I'm like, do it up. Have fun. You go, because she's like, I already pulled out my 200 bucks. And she goes, so I'm not going to lose anything. So if it falls, it falls. And I didn't lose anything. Yeah, no, and no, like, she's, she's right on. I'm like, yeah, take the ride. Take the ride. I mean, I pulled Buy everything ticket, out of the market. The I pulled everything out for me because I'm just like, I just can't. The, the stock market to me was no longer about the business on its own. It was just it, it was just which one was more attractive to people today, but it had nothing to do with the actual fundamentals of the business. Like, right. why were you sending AMC up? No one's going to the freaking movies. Why were you sending GameStop up? There's no freaking new games coming out. Like, what are you right, doing? Right, right. Well, yeah. John... I mean, I'm being like a flipping, freaking thriller book, man. Can't, right. can't follow. I'm being flipping, but like this all leads to like this all leads to like uh, uh, the bigger picture, and that is that authors right now, especially hard-boiled and noir authors, which you you know you cater to um, a lot. Yep. Yep. Um, royalties aren't what they were even in the first quarter of 2020. Oh my God, no! COVID killed right. book sales this year. Killed right. them. Killed them. And you're a publisher too. And um, so, like, I actually it's our wrote worst an article. Year ever. Even with our anthology, it's our worst year ever. Right. And so I wrote an article about, I think, a year ago, even before um, this happened. And I was like, every author should own at least one Bitcoin. Uh-huh. And and the reason I said that was because we need to supplement our income at this point. I don't care how famous you are, how infamous you are, how whatever you're doing, um, you need to, like, I, I, I firmly believe that crypto is an opportunity for authors to, like, mm-hmm. um, make more a money. A little bit of coin. A little bit of coin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no pun intended. No, um, no little pun. Yeah, 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 right, right, right. And so, like, it's it's like I look at my royalties on the left hand, and then I look at, like, the crypto um, the crypto profits on the other hand, and I'm like, well, those are a little better sometimes. Crypto's winning. Know, Crypto's winning right now, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I've said it, you know, I've said it many times. I think that this, and, and I hear it a lot in the music industry, too, is that, it's a really well, great sure. time for people who consume music and books because there's so much out there that if right. whatever you want, it's there. But that's right. the other problem is that anybody can now put music out without any gatekeepers and anybody can put books out without any gatekeepers. Right. So you have right. to tread right. lightly because you don't know what you're getting. You could be getting some self-published book from somebody who never had it edited or whatnot and just threw it up there. It's you a bunch of garbage. Yeah, they were decent. They were decent at promoting it. So you saw it and you bought it, and you're like, "I just wasted my three ninety nine on this crap." But <laughs> yeah, but I mean, but it happens. So that's why I think only the top echelon people that people know, like Jack right. Reacher and guys like that, right. like they're always fine because people will gravitate to them because they're like, "I already know what I'm going to get." So if I have to spend money, I'm just going to buy Clive Cussler. I'm just going to buy right. Jack Reacher. I'm just going to buy you know James Patterson. But right. for the guys in the middle, like you and the John Lands right. and like the Ledge Edgertons, you know, people like that, right. 
it, you're, you're swimming among the sharks. Right, right. For sure. And, uh, but the thing is, like, I mean, it, you know, for a while, I was like, oh, well, I'm going to put out, you know, I've always, I've always been, like, um, you know, uh, doing both. I've always been traditional and, and um, doing oh. some self-publishing and stuff like that. But only the past year or so, I've been like, all right, I'm going to stop. I'm going to, like, slow down on, like, uh, the independent self-publishing stuff or whatever because it's becoming so, you know, it's becoming, there's so many people, you know, it's becoming so saturated um, that, you know, and plus, you know, I've got this thing with the, um, with the Amazon advertising. I, I think that they're double dipping with between the, uh, they're, making you pay for ads and they're taking profits and and I think it's extortion personally. Um, I mean, and I do Amazon ads every now and then, but I've kind of stopped because if you don't have 17,000 keywords in there, but then you don't know, you know, I get like 50,000 impressions and it's like, and you have two sales and I go, well, what what in the hell is this for? Right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And it's the same thing on Facebook when you did ads and it was like, you know, your global engagement can reach a million people a day, and you're like, all right, yeah, I know it won't. And then you go in there, and you're like, you had 2,000 impressions, and we already took all your money. And I'm like, well, you didn't yeah. do nothing. Yeah, I don't do, I don't do any of it. The only thing I do is some Amazon ads. And, like, I, last, last month, okay, here's, here, here's a good example. Okay. Last month, last month, I spent $265 on Amazon ads. Which is okay. nothing for nothing. Uh, for about forty bucks, right? Yeah. And uh, and I made, you know, I'll, I'll, this is full disclosure, right? I made about almost two thousand dollars. Okay. And off of and the ads? Was, no, it, okay. it just that was those, those were my royalties. Okay. Royalties. And I was heartbroken when Amazon took that $265 out of my kitty. Oh, yeah, I see. And to me, it's like, it's demeaning. It's, it's Bezos doesn't need it. And, and, and like, it's only $265. But there are people that are spending $1,000 a day doing this. Oh, I mean, I have people all the time that sit there, like authors will say, hey, I know somebody who says that these Amazon ads are really working for them. And I'm like, yeah, if you don't have enough capital, though, you're going to yeah. lose money. Like you have had, you've right. got to have like five or ten grand that you're willing to do. Otherwise, right. you're going to get like you're going to get impressions because here's the problem. I'm like, yeah, you might get some impressions at one a.m. and then you get nothing the rest of the day because they used it yeah. all for you. Yeah. I'm like, I so, came up, right. I came up with this system where I go on. You know, like a lot of people don't want to do this because they don't they don't want to go on it every day. But for my independent books, you know, like the Embalmer series or the Moonlight series or the, right. not the Moonlight series anymore, but the, uh, what's the other one now? The Action Inventor series, the Chase Baker series. The um, I, I go on it um, every day and, like, maybe throw five bucks into it. Mm-hmm. And it's a great way to do it because, but you've got to be on it every day. Like, okay, I'm going to throw five bucks into it today. You know, and to me, like, five bucks is like a beer. Right. You know, and, yeah. Or, yeah, or a coffee or a hot dog or something like that. Right. Um, and that's the way I do it. Like, I go on it every day, and, like, at the end of the – and it works. You know, like, hmm. you get sales. 
or whatever. I don't get the massive sales like um, that somebody else might get if I'm throwing a thousand dollars into it. But at this point in my life and my career, I don't care. I really don't care. You know, like um, if it doesn't mean like if it doesn't mean like my numbers, my ranks aren't going to be like ten thousand anymore. I don't care because I know damn well that a lot of the people who are putting that major money into the advertising and who are getting like the 10,000 ranks on Amazon or whatever are probably losing money, you know. So I, I don't want to be a part of that. Well, because then you got to, you know, for people who might not know too, is that if your book is not priced at least 299 or higher, Amazon takes 70% of your money up front. Yeah, and then they charge you for ads. And then they charge you for ads. So if you have a 199 book that you're trying to promote and you're doing it on Amazon, you're only getting 30% of 199. Well, that 30% is probably the ad money that you're throwing in to try to get it oh. promoted. So it's kind of yeah. like working and paying for a babysitter. Like if all you're doing is working to pay the babysitter, like why are you working? Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> stay Absolutely. home with the kid. Just, Unless you don't yeah. like your kids, then don't stay home with them. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's the well, same that, thing. That's it's a like, whole other story. Yeah, I mean, I just interviewed an actor the other day, um, big, you know, and he's been in some big movies. He was in Wonder Woman and Lost World and some other things. And so he told oh, nice. me that his wife um, <clears throat> was an actress in soap operas. And he goes, you would think, you know, people think that soap opera actors make enough money. He goes, but when we had our, our kid and she was thinking of going back, the amount of money that she would have made on the soap opera was just going to equal the nanny that they were needed to have the kids. So she was like, don't work. What's the point? Just yeah, I'll do it. Point? I was like, I'll do it, and right. you just stay home. So he's right. out there busting his butt and doing it. So yeah, right. Well, but I guess but you know what? I guess go ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to say, I think what's happening with me anyway in my career, like I got like what, like fifty books out there. Yeah, you know. Um, I I think what's happening with me is, I'm kind of drifting back to that more traditional. Um, you know, I, I, I'd rather publish my hard-boiled, my noir, my, you know, my particular genre. Um, you know, I'd rather, you know, publish with Suspense Magazine or Down and Out or, or you know, like, or whatever, or, or, or Delacour, whatever. Um, in other words, I'm going back more to the traditional side of things where it, it just helps to get more of, like, you know, you get advanced or, or, or even if you don't, you get, like, a better contract with yeah, money up front, get, you know, like, you get a, you know, like, uh, you're going to get, like, 50% or whatever it is. You're going to get um, edits, you're going to get, you're going to get all that stuff. You're going to get everything. Yeah, and you're not going to have to pay, like, three grand. So I think, I think what's going to probably happen is that whole, that whole, like, independent publishing thing is going to start dying out a little bit. Unless, well, maybe I, not. Well, I, I think know. what a lot of those publishers do now, which is really sad, is, they want the they want the quantity. They don't care about the quality. So they right. they won't even edit it. Like they'll just be like, "Yep, we'll publish your book." And people are like, "Yeah, you know, such and such is going to publish my book." And but the problem is, is like, yeah, but you're not. They're not giving you anything. I mean, you, you know, you're not getting any edits. You're not. They're not making you a better writer, which is what a publisher right. should do. Oh, publisher God, should make even, you a better writer. Don't even get me going on this. <laughs> Don't even get me going on this because there's one publisher in particular. I'm not going to mention names. Okay. One publisher in particular who gets great press in New York from all yeah. the majors. 
and the publish the the editing was so poor that like like every one every book that I did with them was like oh my god who the fuck edited this you know or whatever <laughs> you know and like you know the, the the advances were like you know like whatever but um but like actually actually hurt my career and like the, I can name and not, yeah right and and they I can up. right right I can name I can name I can name uh, several authors who are like classic noir and hard boiled authors that you've probably had in your show that oh. were like ready to ready to sue and you know and uh and this this guy's just like oh like what's what's the problem you know like are you kidding me I'm doing a reading I'm doing a reading at Noir at the Bar in New York City, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm reading from the new book. My my wife's there. Well, well my ex-wife is there. Our daughter and like uh, uh, like a, it's packed, right? A yeah. packed house or whatever. And I'm reading from the hardcover. And I and I read like the right, and then I read the next word and it's the. And I'm like shocked. I'm like, what the fuck? This book hasn't been edited, you know. Oh, and uh, and this is what yeah, people and, are buying for you to sign, right? And and I and and it, and it turns out it wasn't just me. So like, uh, you know, and and it ends up like you know the person who runs this company gets his own book deal with somebody else, and like suddenly like okay, you know, but but that's like the snaky the snaky kind of scumbag business this can be, you know, and, you know, and, and and so like for the first time in my life, I actually fired the publisher. Good for you. Yeah. No regret. I mean, you know, I mean, the thing about publishers too is like our, you know, like us, I mean, you know, we can only do so much to help sales. I mean, you can only put so much money and so many things behind it. Sure. But the one yeah. thing that we do have control over is you put out a book that's quality. You don't that's put out quality. crap. Right. You know, you don't want, you, you, I don't John, want my name associated want, with bad writing and bad crap. Right. right. John, you don't want your authors, What if it's a suspense magazine book, yeah. you don't like, want... Like, like, like nothing that happens see, after midnight. The one we just did with Jeffrey Deaver. Right. Which right. is amazing. But you don't want to see reviews that are like, oh, my God, the, the, the editing was terrible. Right. So, therefore, I give it a one-star review or whatever. Right. Like, to me, that's like, you know, and you're not going to get that because you put out quality books. Yeah. But I know what you mean, and you see it. I mean, I've seen the reviews before, and people are like, did anyone ever edit this? But right. you see it on, I see it on news stories. I was reading a news story yesterday, and they literally called him Marilyn Mason. And I go, does anybody <laughs> read anymore? Like, did right. you not notice this before it went out, that it, his name is Manson and not Mason? <laughs> I'm just like, what are you doing? And then you see the pictures. Sometimes they have a story, right. and the picture is the total wrong person of who they're talking about. And I'm like, right. is anybody yeah. around to do any editing anymore, or is it just a matter right. of just throw it up there and who cares? Because well, that, I think, that's exactly what it is. That's what they do. They're, they're collecting copyrights. Well, and then you have books like Fifty Shades of Grey. Dude, that book is so badly written, it's not even funny. But people right. don't even care anymore. They're like, I don't care, just give me a story. I don't care if the comma's right or if the excellent. I just want to read right. the story. And I'm like, right. so you honestly don't care if it, if it looks good. 
you just you right. just you just want to you just want to read a, a porn story or whatever, and it's like honestly, <laughs> I mean, I don't get it, man. It, it does it drives you crazy as a publisher. It does. Yeah, sure. Uh, but I think even that that whole thing like has faded or whatever. But yeah, but I think so. But too. yeah, I mean, um, I don't know. I it, clearly we're going through another transition to get. Uh, I I think. Who knows what's going to happen when we thing, come out of this pandemic? I don't I mean, know what I don't know what we're going to turn it. I don't know what 2022 is going to turn out to be with no um, bookstores or whatever and and uh, whatever. But um, I do think you know we're down to like three major publishers and uh, well, I yeah, think because was, who just who just merged again? Simon and Schuster just got bought out by Random House Penguin, so now it's right. Simon Schuster Penguin Random House. I mean, now they got you know there were three big ones. Yeah. Yeah, along with all so, the other little imprints that are under that people don't even realize. Right, 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 right. And uh, oh, yeah. you know, but I, no one talked about that as being a monopoly. <laughs> oh come on, yeah, exactly. You, you know, know. Um, is that because know. you know because why? Because people can publish books on their own. I don't know, but when you have that much power on the publishing now, I, I don't know how it's going to change. I don't honestly don't know how it's going to change, but we'll see. I don't know. All I know, all, I think all all I know is like writers, like hard boiled writers, noir writers, um, suspense writers. We just write every day, and we put out the books. You know, we put out the books, and uh, and then there are publishers like you, or Down and Out, or uh, Ocean View, or um, uh, you know, or whatever you know, um, that are so engaged and so dedicated to putting out these books. Like, I think that's, that, that's it. And I know, like, I know for me, like, I can go to you and I can say, John, can you at least read one of my books? Or sure. I can go to, like, Eric at Down and Out. Can I say, right. can you at least read one of my books? Or whatever. And, uh, um, you know, and I can go to Chip and say, like, can, you think we can get maybe a... a a movie deal or at least an option on something. Something on that, yeah. Yeah, one of those things. And he's like, absolutely. And I, at this point, Chip's like, uh, I, I don't even care about publishers because I know you can get one. Um, uh, but I, So my goal is like to get you multimedia, right. which I think is, uh, which is a good move on his part, you know? And that's the uh, and that's the one good thing that you guys have is now with everybody streaming and now all these new streaming platforms are coming right. online. People right. want original content, and where's the best place to go get original content? I don't know. Maybe right. the millions of freaking books that are published every year. You got original content, right? Right. right. <laughs> which which that, which leads me to, John. Do you, as a publisher, as a magazine publisher, as a short story publisher, as a book publisher, as a podcast publisher? As everything you're doing, with everything you're doing, do you think about film? Do you think about TV? Do you think about creating something like that? You know, there's. it's funny you ask because there's actually one project that I have in my head that I would love to be able to create. And the thing is, is that, and, we, and I know screenwriters. I mean, we're doing Fee Sutton's book. I mean, he did Cheers in Boston Legal. Right. I mean, he was a producer. And I mean, you're in L.A., dude. I mean, you know, I, I know, I know, but I know you're Calabasas, is, too, but... You know, I could, I mean, I have ideas, and I got people. Now, the problem is, is taking those ideas and bringing somebody and seeing if they sell it. But 
have I thought about it? Yes. But have I had the time to put screenplay or anything together? No. Right. I mean, I got ideas and things that I would love to do. I mean, I have yeah, serial like, stories, but... You, yeah. you, have, you, have, you, you can tap into it. Like, I got this I thing can, going... I do know people I can tap into, yeah. Yeah. You can, you can easily get the material. I could. I could. I mean, I know some producers, and I know producers that are doing stuff now, I mean, uh, that, are, that had some big stuff, like, you know, who did The Scorpion on, on CBS and, you know, like Breakout sure. Kings and some other. So I do know people, and I know a lot of writers and stuff that have written a lot of screen, you know, for, you know, Welcome Back, Connor and Karate Kid and stuff. So I do know... But, Mr. Cotter. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, we have a great conversation with Dennis talking about like that because he used to talk about how the writing room was above where they filmed, so they would run <laughs> up and be like, okay, this line doesn't work. Write something else. And he's like, what the fuck? No, shit. So you have That's to write great. something else and take it down. And it was like, okay, this works better. Or, John, okay, John doesn't like this line or it's not playing well. <laughs> write something else. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. But here, you know what? Speaking of writing, because I mean we're we're nearing the end of the interview, though. Let's get into oh. your book. Let's get into your book here, the girl who wasn't there. Oh my um, god, I almost forgot about it. Yeah, well, you can't forget. Well, because it was almost not there, but she is there. It was almost not there. Yeah, it was almost not there. But you know, this is a classic Vincent book because this is the emotional struggles and the things that you put in there. Um, you know, with with Sydney. And how you how you kind of run this emotional gamut? Um, yeah. So talk a little bit about the book. Uh, I wrote ah crap. I you know this What'd was. You do? Uh, Did you just spill your spaghetti sauce? No, no, I no, no, no I did not soil myself, John. Oh, okay, good. Um, I just, hey, COVID, yeah. you never know. Just checking, just making sure you're okay. <laughs> yeah. This is why I can't get through a suspense magazine interview. Because yeah, it, because it's always too silly. But, um, <laughs> okay, but I will talk. I will talk about. I will talk about the girl who wasn't oh, there. Oh, he's back from Vegas. Oh, here we go. Now it comes here here we go. Again. Oh, oh, oh boy, I'm going to get the curry now. But, oh um, God! Listen, all my Indian friends, I love you so much. Yeah. Anyway, and I would the, love the more 80s. people in India to read KDP books because there's only a billion of them. So okay. <laughs> yes, and, the, and they all have they all have the cell phone. They all got um, cell phones. <laughs> oh my God, we're gonna get screwed for this. We are in a rabbit hole, dude. But I love it. Yeah. I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. Right. Oh my God. Uh, so the okay, the girl wasn't the. I started yeah. writing that um, because oh my God, the usual Zandri story. Mm-hmm. Um, you get back with the ex-wife, you know, and she right. kicks you out again after three years, right? After you spend like three hundred grand on her or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, we get along, so I'm not going to trash her. Or anything like but anyway, um, so I you write this book. You can see the inspiration for this book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So here we go. That's about it. Anyway, next question. <laughs> but uh, so I write this, you know, yeah, like you know, it's like the typical. Uh, Anyway, we love to go up to this place in Lake Placid, and mm-hmm. um, we have a daughter, and and she's a sweetheart. And of course, like when you have a daughter like that who's just a gem, you worry. You know, if you're neurotic like I am, you worry like what would happen if somebody stole her or something like that. Right. So that that's how the impetus for that, you know, like began. And 
Um, oh, and for and then, millennials who might be listening, just so they know, Lake Placid is where they held the 1980 Olympics. That's where the miracle on ice happened, just to give you a frame of reference for Lake Placid, New York. Damn straight, where we kicked the Russians' ass. Exactly. With the most famous line Al Michaels ever said, do you believe in miracles? And yes. Yeah. I go up all the time. Actually, I was up uh, about two months ago, and I got into a fight. And oh. I'm kind of persona non grata in Lake Placid oh. for a little bit. Yeah. Could you imagine me getting into a fight? I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everywhere I go, I get into a fight. I don't know. John, what's the problem? Everywhere I go, I get into a fight. Well, because you keep talking to them in an Indian accent, and they're like, bastard, I'm kicking your ass. Oh, yeah. It's, it's like, uh, it's, yeah, it's like, it's like Garp. She's yeah. a, a, like, you have this habit, people can't stand you all the time, or whatever. Exactly. Whatever. I don't know. No. But, but I, I mean... But when they read your books, then they're like, all right, that Vince is a cool guy. He, 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 he's got yeah. chops. He knows what he's doing. Listen, listen, last night, all right, listen to this. Okay. And this has to do with the girl wasn't there because it's my latest. Mm-hmm. I walk into, like, a roadhouse bar last night. And, like, you know, this is like, you know, like, you know, you might see, like, you might see, like, Hunter Thompson there or whatever, you know, like it, you know, it's just a roadhouse bar, you know, motorcycles out front or whatever. And uh, I go in and order my beer and a shot. And uh, and this older dude, maybe he's like 65 or something, I don't know, whatever. He turns to me. He's like, I just read your new book. I was like, oh, cool, dude. What would you think? And he's like, he's like, I fucking loved it. And I was like, oh, all right, great. Great, awesome. Thanks, man. He's like, what do you got coming on next? And I thought that was, like, the greatest, like, John, to me, that was, like, I've won the Thriller Award, I've won the Seamus, I've been nominated for the Derringer, I've hit the New York Times, I've been number one on Amazon, you know, like, all that shit, right? And that was, like, the greatest fucking thing in the world. The guy, like, an older dude just sitting there drinking his beer, and he was just, like, I just read a new book and I fucking loved it. Like, like that set me off for like, like I'm good for months now. Well, now, but the answer is this: when he says, "What you coming out next?" You said, "Well, here's the deal. I got something coming out in about a year. But if you haven't read the other 48, go do that, and then you'll be able to catch up when the next one comes out." <laughs> yeah, yeah, just to confuse him. Yeah. Say, I got 48 more, so you can check those out while you're waiting yeah. for the new one. Yeah, exactly. But but to answer your question, the girl who wasn't there takes place in Lake Placid. um, A guy gets out of prison, um, gets back with his family, and his daughter gets abducted. And this guy has no choice but to go find her because the cops aren't going to believe him. And it just, you know, it's like a movie, you know. And that's what I loved is that he had no choice. But to yep. do this, because, right. yeah, like you said, because the cops were like, yeah, whatever, he did it, and now we're going to find out why you did it. And he's like, well, now i got to clear myself and find out what the hell is going on. Right. You know, all yeah. while thinking that it was an old crime boss that was coming back and, and doing the gig. So not only that, but he's still got a fear for his life. He's got to try to find right. his daughter. I mean, you turn everything upside down. That's what makes it so good is the, is, is the turning up, is basically you just put everything on their head. And then you flip right. them back on their feet. Right. And I have, when I'm writing these things, I have no idea. 
Like the guy right, last you're night. You're organic. You're organic writer. We talked about this before. Right. And the guy last night was like, he's like, oh my god. He's like, the woman kind of turned out bad. But I was like, no, she's not actually. She did what she had to do to survive. And that's what right. Right. Set it down. Yeah. And and that's the thing. And so, but when you're but when you're doing characters and you're doing things of that nature, I mean, like the guy at the bar could have a scene in your book, and that's what's the great thing too about your right. stories is, is is you put those kinds of real life emotional things into your book, and we could see a sixty guy, a sixty five year old guy at a bar one time in your book, knowing that it came from this story. Right. You know. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean part. that's where I take it from, and, and like you know. It, and he could be an Indian from Bangladesh. We don't know. He could be an Indian from Bangladesh, of that course. That eats spaghetti. We don't know. <laughs> That's the Actually, great part. I, yeah. and, I ha- and I have a couple of books, but there are many Indians in it. Right. They just don't have meatballs because they don't eat beef. But <laughs> they can have spaghetti oh, yeah. with marinara. <laughs> oh, my God. We're, we're, we're so not woke. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's okay. You know, we're looking, I, I mean, I'm Buddhist, so they know it's from love, and it's just jokes. Yes, I have been, I have actually been to Buddha's home. So were we, and my wife and I actually got married, and we had no idea until we were in Japan, but our anniversary is technically Buddha's birthday, April 8th. Did you, did you go, have you been to Nepal, to Buddha's home? We've not been to India, we've been to, we've been to Taiwan, we've been to China, we've been to Japan, Thailand, oh, Cambodia, yeah, but we've yeah. not made it into India yet. I, I went to. Uh, so I went did to you Buddha's sit? Did you sit Buddha's under the birthday. tree? Yes. Oh. I did, and I went, and 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 his little thing is like. Actually, it's it's curious because I've been to like in Bethlehem. Yeah. You know, like where the, the traditional, well, where the traditional birthplace of Jesus is. Right. Which. Which was bizarre because the whole place. Oh yeah, place I was thinking is, Jerusalem, not Bethlehem. Jerusalem's where the wall is, not Bethlehem. <laughs> right, right. Jerusalem's where the wall is, but 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 Bethlehem is like such a concrete city. It's bizarre. Okay, so there's that, and then um, and then in Nepal, there's like, uh, is it Nepal? No, I don't think it's Nepal. It's is northern it Nepal? India, I believe, is where it is. It's northern India. I think, it, but I think it's still Nepal. I think it's um, Tibet. Or is it is Tibet? It, it's in Tibet. <laughs> I'm so lost, but I've been there. Yeah, I think it's in Tibet, which is technically now part of China, but it's really northern India. But no, that's no, where the Dalai no, Lama... no, 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 that's no, not where the no. Tree was? no, no. The tree is like either in Nepal or in India or in between. Okay, um, I, maybe India then. And, and and you know, you take your shoes. It was so fucking hot, dude. Oh yeah, but, but it's but. But it's bizarre because it's like, okay, there's Jesus' birthplace, and now here's Buddha's birthplace. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and like, in Jesus' birthplace, there's, like, garbage cans and, like, you know, you can buy a Coke. <laughs> of course, it's commercialized. <laughs> yeah, you can buy fried chicken. And, like, in, in Buddha's birthplace, it's, it's just like if you're going, like, down the road to somebody's house. Mm-hmm. You know it's what I mean? Not commercialized. No, not at all. Like, no. no, it's just like, and there's just you know, and there's uh, monks there and stuff like that. No, not at all. There's you, you don't buy anything there, other than you give them money, 
you know, just to pay out, pay, you know, sure. alms. Yeah, yeah. That's what we did. Yeah, like in Cambodia for Angkor Wat, we did the same thing. Yeah, I mean, exactly. You know, same you thing. buy the ticket to go in, but then there's all the vendors kind of around there. And, you right. know, I mean, we had some food and, you know, bought a trinket here and there and gave them the money because that's how they're surviving. Right, and I think right. about people like that during COVID because I'm like, how are they surviving when there's no tourists? Right, right, right. What did like, you think how, of Angkor I mean, Wat? Huh? What did you think of Angkor Wat? I mean, that I is pretty was, I thought place. it was breathtakingly beautiful. And yep. the day that we went, we went on the sunrise, so we could see the sunrise there. And then we visited yeah. um, Bagan, or not Bagan, um, the Faces, um, yeah. Bahrain, Bahrain. We visited yeah. Bahrain. Yeah. And then, of course, the um, Tomb Raider Temple we went to in all three, in the, in the day we drove yeah. around and did that. I thought, it was, I thought it was fantastic. I mean, the yeah. monkeys, yeah. I'll tell you, if you're going to Angkor Wat, be careful of your phone. Do not have your yeah. phone out too yeah. long because <laughs> the monkeys will take your phone. Yes, they will. They will take yeah. anything that they think they can take and just take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah And yeah. guess what? You can't climb and run as fast as they can, so you can say goodbye to your phone if they take it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unless yeah, you scare yeah. them enough to have them drop it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. The, You're right. Japan, absolutely right. I'll tell, I'll tell, so I'll tell a quick story before we end here, because we were in Japan, and we went to um, – uh, Kyoto, and you go up to the mountain, and it's Monkey Mountain. It's like Murakami, I believe, but it's where the monkeys are. So you go up right. to the monkeys, and we were talking to someone, and they were telling us that they had a problem with the monkeys, and they said, please be careful of your change. Don't drop it. And we're like, why? Right. They're like, because the monkeys are smart enough to know what coin to pick up and put in the drink thing, and they were finding these orange soda bottles all over because the monkeys were taking change and drinking the orange soda. <laughs> oh, my God. I have not been to that, that point in Japan, but, oh, my God, thanks for the warning. So if you go to Kyoto and you go to the Monkey Mountain where you can go up to the top where they play can-can and all the monkeys are coming out from the trees and everywhere because that's when they're going to feed them. And you can right. buy bananas and feed them through the fence, and they love it, and it's great. Be careful wow. to not drop your change because they will use it to get the soda out of the machine. Well, they're only like what, like a half chromosome away from us? Yeah, I mean, well, for some people in Washington, I would say that they're pretty close, yeah. <laughs> I think. I think they're smarter. I, I think, think they are more. I would yeah. rather have um, I would rather have a Kyoto monkey in there than a lot of the people in, in Congress. I, I would, would too because it would be more logical. It would, and then it would make more sense. Like, oh, okay, I get why you say stupid things now because you don't know. Right. But right. you should right. know right. as a human, and you still say stupid shit. So I don't get it. Yeah. But yeah. Oh my God. Well, that's for a whole nother program, John. It is, man. But I'll tell you, so. VincentZandry.com is the best place for everyone to find out all no, your no, stuff, No, 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 right? don't go there. No, 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 no. It is now VinZandry.com. VinZandry.com. What did somebody do, yeah. steal your Vincent? Yeah, it got stolen. Are you shitting me? It got, sto it got stolen by these assholes down in Burma or something like that. And, like, I wasn't willing to pay $5,000 to get it back. No. So uh, it is now www. Vinzandry.com, Vinzandry.com. And, and what social and where media? my fans suggest it? What social media platform you do the most? Uh, I'm on all of them, and okay. uh, I have a brand new website. So everybody, go check it out. And uh, actually, it's Vinzandry.com, Vinzandry.com. But please, 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 anybody who looks at it, if you want me to, you know, uh, email me and. 
you know, tell me if, if there's anything I need to change or update or, you know, like... like your Indian accent? Like my Indian accent, if you want me to uh, do the curry, I will do that. But, like, if you need me to revise it or whatever. But it's a much better website than I used to have. You know, the one thing that I think that you should start doing is, since you're a musician, you need to give us a 10-song playlist to play while reading your book. Oh, shit. That's for a whole other thing. Well, I will yeah. do that for your uh, website. I will uh, put a little yeah. article out there. Yeah, you know, gonna, when we publish your next book, when we publish your book, you're going to do a yeah. 12 song soundtrack for okay. that book. To pe- we're going to put that out there and say, okay, here's a 12 song soundtrack that you need to, you know, there could be a little Pink Floyd in there, you know, maybe a little I Black think that's Sabbath. Brilliant. Johnny, I you think know, that's so brilliant. Okay, so let's do that. Yeah. And, uh, okay, no, no, that's good. That's a great idea. Yeah, it's a little All right. fun. Have a little fun with it. All right, we'll do a little, I lo- you know, a little Pink Floyd, a little Beatles, a little uh, Jam, a little Clash. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, maybe a little Hendrix, a little guitar in there, a little fun. Oh, yeah. yeah. Fun all right, all right, we're on. Damn it. You know, and, I, and I'm sure, and I know that, you know, you're a drummer, so I'm sure you're very sad about Neil Peart last year. I, which I still can't wrap my head around. I think, Dude, I think, nobody can because no one knew, he didn't even know he was sick. You know that, right? I, when they stopped I, playing... He didn't know he was sick. They didn't stop playing because he was sick. They stopped playing because he was just tired and done. He didn't want to do it anymore. I, I, I still can't get over that one. And I, and I also feel like the whole world just sort of forgot about him. They did. You know why? Because it happened in January, the end of January, and then all of a sudden everything started becoming COVID because it hit in Seattle right. in the middle of February, and then that was it. I yeah. don't even think that they acknowledged him in um, one of the award shows they had, I think they forgot about him, and people were pissed, you know, because they had Eddie no, Van Halen. No, he was Halen, totally course. forgotten about. He was forgotten like about. The, right, what, I, I consider, I mean, you might not agree with this, but I consider, like, Phil Collins and, and Neil Peart two of the greatest drummers in the world. Oh, and yeah. Phil, I know, I know Phil's a dick, but, 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 like, Neil Peart is just what, is a saint, at, you know. And, and the uh, other thing, too, is, for fans who love writing and love lyrics, he is yeah. top, probably one of the top five greatest lyricists ever in You're no matter what right. genre. No matter right. what genre. And, top right. five. Johnny, Johnny, how many people don't know that he wrote all those songs? He wrote every lyric. Yep. You know, no one knows. And, you, and again, and you might not like some of the things that he that, that he because he wrote books too, but you might not like some of his influences because Anne Rand for the Fountainhead was the influence for 2112, where he put her in the credits. Wow. Amazing. So, you know more course, about it than I do. And, of course, people were like, what the hell, with Ann Rand? He's like, yeah, well, read the book, first of all, and, yeah, you know, and, and, then, and then listen to the music and understand. But it's like he wrote all the lyrics to every Rush song. Yeah, incredible. he certainly did. Yep, yep, yep. Incredible, incredible, incredible writer, incredible musician. And yeah. sadly, r- lost his son. I think. I think it was his son, son or daughter right? early. Yeah, and that kind of put him in a tailspin. And you, you don't recover from that, buddy. No, no, you don't. You don't. You don't recover from that. You know. I mean, I know he died of a brain tumor, but I think he had more of a broken heart than anything else, and he was just yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. You just don't recover from it. No, you don't. Well, man, well, I'll tell you. Happy now. Hey. I love having you. Of course, you can come on anytime you want. We can talk about anything because we can talk about anything. But um, yeah. Vin, 
VinZandry.com, everybody, is the website. Thank you. So VinZandry.com. And also, The Girl Who Wasn't There, uh, make sure you check that out because that book is out and uh, available now, so make sure you check that out. Vincent, man, you stay healthy, and you, you be good. You've got to have you around. And I need more Facebook Lives of you playing drums, so don't forget that. <laughs> we will do it all the time. We will go okay. there. Oh, my God. Just don't <laughs> sing. <laughs> I won't, brother. Thank you All for right, having man, you me, John. You be good and you stay safe, and we will talk soon. All right, thanks for having me. I'll talk to you soon. All right, have fun. Eat your spaghetti. All right, I will. Bye bye. All right, bye bye.